David Watts on Mix 93.8. What's involved as we do each and every Monday night at this time? My special guest, and uh, I say special guest because Joe, we got to know each other good couple of years ago and, long time ago. and it was basically because we i was with mix at, at another place that we were at That's and and you had uh, you had a wedding dress shop there <laughs> believe it or not um and yeah. and we just got chatting and we kind of became mates and Absolutely. we we sort of bump into each other all around mid-range yes, yeah because yes. you're a mid-range boy are you not that's 100 yes, okay i 100%. suppose i better, I suppose I better introduce you as well though, then people know <laughs> who i'm talking to um it's femi adebanji and uh we're chatting to him tonight and we're going to get on to eventually talking about uh customer experience versus customer service yes. um we had Lynn Bacon, you know Lynn, uh, yes, as she was talking something similar. She'd been to the Disney thing before. Yes. But I think in our country at the moment, yeah. it is so, so important. The whole concept of, of what your customer experience is, what your customer service Absolutely. levels are like. Because we kind of, as South Africans, generally are horrible <laughs> when it yeah. comes to customer service. I, I have to admit, Dave. i got to tell you the story, okay? <laughs> I stay in Madrid and yes. I stay in a complex. Um, lovely complex. I love it. They do strange things that people in complexes do sometimes. Like now they've decided they, they need to put re, redo all the paving Okay. in the complex. So there's almost 100 units in the complex. Yes, yes. So you must now close off one half of the road to redo the paving there and make people go up and down the one side. It's insane. But they came to us a while ago and they were like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to get fiber. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the guys installed all the fiber. And we had the whole complex dug up. Um, I had people digging up my. I had pictures of. of, of what, what's the, what's okay? No, well, I, I, so, well, so I'll ask you listen, yeah, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're okay, no, I'll tell you who yeah. they are. I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> Danger tape across my front gate because they just. Dug are you up serious? The, and I'm like, okay, so what? I'm home on a Friday afternoon. I'm not supposed to go out anyway. After all of that, <gasps> they then announced that that we're going to do this fiber thing. So I said, fantastic! Can you please send me my invoice because they had the special sort of offer thing that you have to. Of course, yes. Yeah, so they sent me a quote. I said, that's great. You've told me how much it costs. Now I would like to pay. Can you please send me an invoice? Nothing. Then the next thing out of the blue, this was two months ago. Yeah. Next thing out of the blue, I get a phone call. Hi, we'd like to come and install your router. And I'm like, fantastic. Can I pay you? <laughs> well, well, yes, yes, we'll, we'll send you the invoice. Um, and then, but, but when can you? Yes, I can be there. The man comes, installs the router. Fantastic. Router's working. Can I please pay you? They then send and they, they, they say to me, you need to activate your service. I said, fantastic. Can, can I pay you? Can I activate my service? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, but can I pay you? To this, to until no today, ways, until today no I was ways. asking these people, please activate my fiber and can I please pay and, you? And nothing. And not a thing. No, seriously. Not a thing. <gasps> they, the, the lady I spoke to today said that they were going to escalate it to their customer relations manager and he would get back to me within 15 minutes. This was at uh, roughly quarter to four this afternoon. It's now almost well, after six. six. <laughs> Still haven't got that phone call, eh? Now, they're, make, mean, they're making too much money, David. Eh? Well, obviously, these <laughs> fiber guys are like styling. I mean, it took me less time and effort to get fiber installed Jeez. at my office, and I thought that was a mission, than it has to get fiber to In, my house. Wow. 
Yeah. That's unbelievable. Huh? So I'm glad we're talking about customer yeah, service. And yeah. I'm glad I got that off of my chest because <laughs> I feel a lot better. Free therapy. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, but really, I mean, the, and also we're not allowed to, according to these guys that have now put this stuff, we're not allowed for a period of three months to go to another service provider. So it's already, of those three months, two months have already elapsed. Okay, and I'm busy going, okay, so now if you get this right, does my three months start again? Or do I only have to no, pay you for a month and no, then tell no, no. you to go away? The, the day they install it, I think that's when the three months you start. Because well, it, it makes sense. Yeah, to me. absolutely. Yeah, I can't. Uh, so anyway, I thought I'd talk, bring you in. We talk customer service, yeah, customer sure. experience. But first, let's talk a little bit about Femi. I mean, tell me your story. Where Where are you from? Because as I stated just now, you weren't always no, I was. in this line of business that you are now. So, so yeah. take me back. Thanks, Dave. Um, thanks for having me on the on the show. Um, it's great to be here. <laughs> you wasn't expecting me to have my little bit of a session before. <laughs> it's throwing me off course, but anyway. Um, yeah, um, uh, I, I, I used to, well, currently I'm a customer service speaker, trainer, consultant. Um, I help organizations design and implement customer service and experience strategies, you know, to turn, to turn service into a competitive advantage. But in my previous life, I used to be an investment consultant. Okay. Um, and uh, I decided one day that I wanted to have my own business, do my own thing. But let's, let's just go back a little <laughs> further because you're not going back far enough. I'm not going back far enough. Yeah. I don't talk about wedding dresses. <laughs> it's like it, when, whenever I start my story, it's normally I started life at a very young age. Uh, okay. um, so, so that far? That far. Where, did you, where, did, uh, where were you born? Okay. You see now I'm worried now now now, now on radio now now I'm concerned I'm concerned David okay okay all right let me, let me just lay it all out there I I was born in Nigeria um, so uh, Dave I promise you no, he's grabbing his cell phone <laughs> he's grabbing his cell phone your cell phone is safe Dave you don't have to worry I only speak and train for a living uh-huh. uh, I, I was born in Nigeria yeah. um, we came to South Africa my father my mother my family in 1992 okay uh, my old man was working for Unilever. And uh, I did high school at Dublin High School, went to Natal University. So being in South Africa for a while. Um, and you came here before it was the land of milk and hay. Yeah, before. And yeah. yeah, before, way before. Well, uh-huh. a couple of years before. A couple of years, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was quite an interesting experience to have left Nigeria where I grew up mm. and to come here. Um, it was a culture shock. But now it's, it's home. We always, we always think it's weird when people say, oh, you're coming to South Africa is a culture shock if you're coming from another country. But yes. I mean, it is, and I it can is. understand. And I mean, you've it obviously is. also gone through your own trials and tribulations, of you course, know, when, yeah. when people go, oh, Nigeria. I mean, we, that's why we did this thing. We made a joke about it. But it is. I mean, there's a yeah. few bad apples. They've given, you know, suddenly yeah. you all get sort of tarred and feathered, painted with the same sure. brush kind of thing. Sure, sure, um, sure. And sure. I mean, a lot of people from outside of South Africa as well see the South Africans as, as the same kind of thing mm-hmm. so you studied you've, you've got a you got a degree you were financial consultant uh, investment consultant investment so consultant. I used to work uh, with pension funds to help them mm-hmm. manage the pension funds yeah. uh, so we put together strategies for retirement funds so I was the guy who invested your money if you had a retirement fund um, mm-hmm. which you would get when you were 65 yeah and uh, I did that for some time and decided look that's enough enough is enough you know yeah. we, we Nigerians don't do 9 to 5 very well <laughs> <laughs> We don't do nine to five very well. And, and <laughs> how did this journey of yours? Because I know you, I know you, and I got to know you as an entrepreneur, yes, and, and you're yes. still very much like that. I mean, but yeah. how did you get on to 
sort of customer service because you're one of the guys that that you know if you talk to people in the corporate the corporate world a lot of people know who you are and it's all like oh yeah Femi yeah overnight success <laughs> your overnight success <laughs> no. has taken many years yeah. we've known each other what almost ten years now it's not that long it's about it's not. six seven I think okay so it's about about seven years seven about, years it's called sure. about seven years it's yeah. longer so yeah so it's been <laughs> I know it's been no, knowing me is a problem <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, and you were you were sort of on the, on the periphery of the of the speaking mm. and training uh, uh, sort of side of things. That's I mean, great, I know yeah. that was a passion for of, of yours. Yes, yes. Um, we won't get into the wedding dresses, uh, as I said. Ah. <laughs> um, so, so what made you get into this concept, or what made you think customer service, customer yeah. experience? What made you think this is the place that 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 you need to be? You know. I have to bring in the wedding dresses story then, <laughs> if you want me to be honest with you. Um, I'd like that. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. You know, when I, when I left um, corporate, um, I decided to start a business. My wife came up with this idea of, of having of having a wedding dress business. And uh, I've never been in it. She'd never done it before. And, uh, and, and we started, and I think very quickly you realize that the key factor between being successful and being unsuccessful in that kind of industry is really the experience that clients get the minute they walk in mm. to that store till three, four months later when they buy the wedding dress. Yeah. And we started that, that business in Midrand. In fact, we started our business in Sunning Hill, first of all, in the second bedroom of our townhouse. Uh-huh. Um, we used a second spare bedroom. And after about three, four years, we had branches in Midrand, Long Hill, um, Pretoria, Bononi, um, and all organic growth. And the only difference, the reason why we could do that was because we understood when the client walks in, the mother, the sister, the friends, it's how you make them feel from the very minute they walk into that store to the three, four months in between, you know, getting them um, appraised on what's happening with their dresses and when they come back in. It's the experience from the way the store is, the way the staff are, every single thing. That is what, was, that, that is what drove the success of that business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I realized this is a huge opportunity for businesses to, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, the key factor ultimately is how you make your customers feel. It's not what you sell, it's not what you do, how you, it's how you do what you do. Yeah. And that's how I went from having the business to speaking about customer service, training about customer service, using real life examples of how that can actually impact the bottom line of the business and uh, and grow the business. Okay, so my statement, and we, we'll come back and talk about this, mm. but my statement earlier about the fact that generally yes. service levels in yes. this country yeah. are shocking. Has that been your experience it as has. well? It has, absolutely, definitely. And I think the reason is because businesses haven't figured out how do we take a great product or a great service, how do we combine that with a great experience and make that into a competitive advantage. For many businesses, services, I buy your product, you know, give it back to me, that's it. Mm. They've never really sat back and said, look, how do we actually take this and make this an exceptional experience for our customers that makes us stand out as a brand of distinction? in the hearts and minds of that customer. And when the customer would, would recommend you to other people exactly. and come back. Exactly. Okay, well, let's talk. We're going to talk a little bit about that. My guest uh, in studio with me uh, tonight on What's Involved, Femi Adabanji. And we're talking uh, customer experience, customer service. Uh, we'll be back chatting a little bit more with him in just a bit. David Watts on Mix 93.8. Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on a Monday night. My guest in studio, Femi Adabanji. So you've now, you've now actually got a business that you run, uh, yes. which is called the Service Excellence, Excellence Institute. Institute. That's correct, yes. 
Okay, so so we're talking about this, and, and you you were saying, and we agreed before we went to to the break, that customer service as a whole, yes, in this country is quite shocking. Very I related shocking. just a story from today. Yes, um, you know, and and that happened to me. You said in your in, in your business that you had before how important it was. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. is there a difference then between? customer experience mm, and mm. customer service but because i think they they are different they but are. they are very closely linked are they, they are. not yeah. so give me an example of, of what customer experience is all about so i think let's start with service first customer service okay. is really is, is a lot more is a lot more reactive so oftentimes you'd find for instance like in your in your situation mm-hmm. um the, these guys obviously don't want your money uh, <laughs> they don't want your money um and, and then so you then you phone the customer service department to say listen guys i want to pay you then they didn't try and escalate um, mm. the the issue so that they can actually ultimately you know get you to pay them. So customer service is a lot more reactive. So you find oftentimes it's the, it's a customer engaging with the organization about a specific issue. You mm-hmm. know, customer experience on the other hand is a lot more proactive. It's it's saying, listen, how do we first of all build our business around the customer and not the other way around. It's saying every single thing that we do, how we think about our product, our service, how we think about our strategy is built around the customer, um, beginning to all the way to the end. So that's a distinctive difference. Customer service is very, very proactive. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, very reactive, I beg your pardon. Where our customer experience is very, very far more proactive. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I had, I'll tell you a story. I had a, a few years ago, I was, giving, I was in, uh, catching a flight to Durban. And I was at Tambo Airport. And I see this guy in the, in the gents' room. He's a janitor. And uh, he sees me walking in. And he says, good day, sir. Welcome to my office. Have a nice day. Exactly. See that look you had in your face? Yeah. I had the same look on my face. I, I was stopped mid, mid, mid. I was like, I, I couldn't believe my, my, my eyes. Yeah. So I went and did my thing. And I came out. And he says, oh, oh, no, welcome back, sir. Did you have a, enjoy your stage? have a good time? I'm thinking, this, this, can't be, this can't be happening, you know? Yeah. So. As I traveled off and I see this guy doing the same thing to every single gent that came in and went out, and I watched this guy very carefully. He was getting tipped 10 rand, 20 rand, and I did the math. If this guy's getting tipped 10 rand a day from 10 people yeah. by being proactive in terms of building his business around the customer, he's getting about 100 bucks a day. So in a month, he's getting what? Between 1,000 rand, 1,005, 2,000 rand a day. Mm-hmm. He cleans toilets for a living. So yeah. what I'm saying is that effect is that you see he's he's being a lot more services doing what he does cleaning the toilets. But I mean that's his job. That's his job. You know, and 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 you expect, you know, if somebody's in the janitorial services, yes. you do not expect them to be happy about but, what they do. Exactly. But the thing is, he creates a whole different experience for his customers. Yeah. By saying good day, sir, welcome to my office, have a nice day, you know, come through. And it's something you don't expect. So he, he, he exceeds the expectations, you know. So he, he goes beyond the norm to create a very, very different experience for his customers, for his clients. Okay. And uh, yeah. So, so this kind of thing, this makes sense to me. Now, now you know, in terms of your business, mm. you offer these interventions to corporates. Yes. Um, Obviously targeted it at the, the, the sort of medium to larger corporates. Well, that's correct. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, we've discussed this with, with some of my guests before. Um, it's the reason I have people like yourselves on the show because mm. not everybody has access mm. to what you're doing in terms of the smaller business or the solo entrepreneur, Yes, those kind of things. Now, you said something very interesting about designing your business, which to me 
when I think about what you were saying now, I was like, ah, okay, maybe I didn't do that when I first started out. But we're mm. thinking, you know, build your business around your customer. Yes. Because very much, you know, and, and my introduction to the business world, in fact, this incarnation of my business as well was, okay, I, there's, there's, there's a need out there. I want to see if I can fill the need, do some research. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Um, mm. I never painted a picture of what my ideal customer was. Wow. Though. Sure. You know, and and yes, I, I I push myself and and my team to try and be as proactive as we possibly can. But yes. I I got to be honest, my business was not built around the customer first mm. and foremost. It mm. was built around okay, this is a service, build it, and it's hope to hell they will come. <laughs> build it, they will. Hope to hell they will come. Okay, um, and and it, that was a learning curve in this in this this, this business. I mean, at the moment as well, because. You know, you build it and nobody gives a damn. Mm, um, mm, so mm, it mm. is a it is a problem. And I think one of the things is because I noticed that the other day is whenever I get an inquiry, whether it be telephonically um, or via email, yeah. I try and get onto that as yeah. soon as possible. Absolutely. Say thank you yeah. for contacting us, Absolutely. and then get hold of whoever's contacted us mm. and actually have a chat and say, hey, listen, this is what we do. Thank you for doing this. Can we get together and let's see where else we can assist you with your business? Absolutely. Um, so, but I mean, if I, th I think perhaps if we built the entire concept mm. of the business around our ideal customer, because now I kind of think I must have had somebody in mind because mm. we targeted at the sort of the, the, the small, medium kind of enterprise. Yes, uh, yes. We targeted it at that level. I saw there was a need. Yes. But I never put a face and a whatever to the customer is it that important as you say? Mm. I mean, can, can people revolutionize businesses if they take a step back and go, hang on now, what would my customer want? Absolutely. I mean, definitely you would. Because, and also bear in mind, David, that 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of your their customers. It's the 80-20 principle. applies yeah. even in business as well. Mm -hmm. So even, even as you engage with your customers over time, it, it's really looking at that 20% and saying, listen, you know, what is it that they're actually looking for? Engaging with them, having that kind of relationship with them, ongoing relationship with your customers to try and establish over time. Because understand also that as time changes, their needs will change. The expectations will change. Mm -hmm. So as those needs and expectations are changing, it's also for you to understand, you know, how those things are changing to find ways for your business to remain relevant to what their needs and expectations are. And focusing mm -hmm. on that 20% of your customers and saying, how do, we, how do we impress these guys? You know, blow their socks off with our service such that we become that brand of distinction in their hearts and their minds. So you have to keep engaging with them over time to understand how their needs are changing and begin to tweak your business and your services to make yourself relevant to those customers changing needs. I think, I think what you've said there is in, incredibly important is that, that relevance. Absolutely. To be relevant. relevant. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of the difficult things. We were chatting before we went on air and I said that I spend most of my day researching and finding yeah, out yes. what's happening, trends, et cetera, et yes, cetera. Yes. Um, because that part of the business that we do, which which uh, my business company, What's Involved, does, yes, yes. is the social media stuff, the, 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 the website development, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're not on top of that, um, <laughs> it's, it, it just it gets away with you so fast. Yeah. And I have developers and programmers working with us, graphic sure. designers, et cetera, et cetera. But those guys only do what they sort of get shown to do or, you know, if, if I identify a trend, yes. I say, okay, this is where we need to be going. 2018 yeah. is the year of video. Yes, sure. So we're doing a lot of video creation, a lot mm. of uh, corporate videos, social media stuff, whiteboard videos. 
But that's not to say that 2019 is going to be the same of thing course. because something's going to change. Of course. And, you know, everybody talks about, about uh, social media, the importance of it and the importance of getting in touch with your clients and prospective clients. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it's a kind of a scary animal because it can get away from you. Yeah. Uh, one wrong post at the wrong time, <laughs> one wrong comment, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's it's not the kind of thing. I mean, because that's where people find out a lot about you mm. these days. Is if if somebody wants to know about Femi, they Into would they would media. go onto the social media. They'd have a look. They'd find out if you've got a website. So before they even talk to you, if gone onto the the platforms to, to go check. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how important is that kind of stuff for you as well in terms of? When you talk about customer service and customer experience, how important is the fact that we're now in the social media environment? It is absolutely, absolutely important. We have to understand that the power has now shifted from the businesses to the customer. Customers now have very quick access to information via the cell phone and social media. So they can get information about not just what you're selling uh, or who you are, your service. They can get information about what people are saying about the experience with your brand, your people and your company. And based on their feedback, they are forming perceptions about your brand and they're deciding, am I going to do business with this person or not? And the scary thing is you won't even know. So customers can now shift perception via social media and that's actually influencing customer buying perceptions as a result. So unless, of course, you start ensuring that you you invest a lot in service experience and doing the right things the right way, in today's world, it can actually backfire um, against you significantly. On the other hand, it can actually work in, in your favor. Give an example. A guy called Peter Shankman, right? He's, I don't know if you heard the story. Mm-hmm. He sends out a tweet. Uh, he, so he's catching a flight in, in Newark in the US. So he sends out a random tweet, right? Uh, he says, uh, hey, at Morton's. Morton's uh, is a steakhouse in the US. He says, hey, at Morton's, can you, you know, drop me a porterhouse steak in two hours when I land? Okay, mm-hmm. thanks. So he's catching a two-hour flight from Newark to, you know, I don't know where, but he's yeah. catching a two-hour flight. So he sends out this random tweet. Can you meet me at Newark Airport with a porterhouse steak? He lands two hours later, gets out of the plane, and guess what happens? There is a guy in a tuxedo, in a bow tie, with a steak waiting for Peter Shankman at the airport. Wow. Now, what happens is he posts his stuff on social media with a picture and everything. Can you imagine the mileage that Morton's got from that? Yeah, that would be unbelievable because that's the kind of thing that would go viral. Exactly. So it's about, it's about saying, how do we now leverage, how do we, first of all, not, give, not, not only give great experiences for our customers, but how do we now leverage that in a way that makes us, positions us as a brand of distinction via social media? I want to talk about, about your experiences and some tips you can, that you may have for people mm. that are listening. Maybe they 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 solopreneurs, as yes. I believe they're now called. Um, <laughs> Uh, small businesses, medium, even some of the bigger things. I mean, some of the tips and some of the things that, that you would say. Yeah. So basically what I'm asking is I'm asking for some of your keynote uh, address <laughs> that you give for free to share with our listeners. That's what I'm asking for. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's be honest, okay? I'm, I'm, trying to give, I'm trying to give our listeners more bang for your buck. Um, but, you know, it's all about customer service. So I've got to give them the best I can. Yeah. So when we come sure. back, we'll chat a little bit about that. David Watts on Mix 93.8. My special guest in studio with me, Femi Adabanji. Uh, we're going to give out contact details right. at the end of the show. Um, but at the moment, we're talking uh, customer experience, uh, customer service. 
I forgot to mention you are a published author as well, ah. which, which adds a lot of credibility. I mean, I, I thought that if I did an adult coloring in book, I could also say I was a published author, but apparently not. So, you know, I'm still working on my life story. Um, but we, we just said before the break, um, uh, I want to pick your brains because mm. obviously you do these keynote addresses, you deal with the big corporates and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, our listeners... Some of them may be in a position where uh, they could hire you for their company mm. for, for, for the day, for an intervention, whatever mm. the case may mm. be. Mm. But there are people who maybe are like me that run a small business, people with medium businesses. Yeah. We, we, we hear customer, ex- customer service, customer experience. Talk to me a little bit about it because to my mind, it's more than you walking into a retail establishment sure. and somebody going, hello, can I help mm, you? And mm, you go, no thanks, mm. I'm just looking. And they go, okay. <laughs> and all they're worried about is once you pick up whatever it is you're buying, that they can put their code onto the box, the, the little, on the side of the box sure. so they can get their commission. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, and, and the, the, the sort of service levels extend to, hello, can I help you? Now, we mm. thought um, originally a lot of people thought I still still do think to a degree when you think customer service you think somebody in the service industry like yeah. a restaurant yeah. uh, but it's not no so, so give me some talk to me talk to me about I am a company my company is called XYZ I want to be able to gather and keep customers and I want to turn them into raving loyal fans where do I start I think you start first of all with the company with the staff Mm-hmm. because um, you have to create the culture first within your organization. No matter how small your business is, you've got to create a culture where the, 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 your employees see their coworkers not just as colleagues but as customers first in the sense that they have to see their colleagues as people who depend on them so that they can do their jobs better, so they have to deliver. That way you start to build a culture of internal service excellence within that business. And that ultimately transcends the outside to the ultimate customer on the outside. Because you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a culture of service within your business, if your staff don't understand that that customer pays the bills, if if they don't understand that that customer is the lifeblood of your business, if they don't really appreciate the fact that, listen, without that customer you wouldn't exist, you can't fake it. It's it's an interesting. You can't, you can't fake it. Yeah, you can't you can't fake what you don't have. But how do you how do you get people? Because I think this is what I what I want to. And maybe there is no answer, but I am yeah. looking for the answer for this. Is is you say it's instilling a culture of customer service yes. within your business, and and coworkers seeing each other as customers as well. Yeah. Now, if I look at it in, in my business, I deal with strategy mainly. Yes, I yes. have somebody who deals with the uh, production side, the video creation side. I have mm, the web developer, mm, graphic mm, designer, et cetera, mm, et cetera, mm. et cetera. They certainly amongst themselves don't see the other people as their clients. But they need to. Okay, but how, do you, to. how do you get – because, I mean, I can stand there and shout and scream and carry a big stick. Um it's not going to motivate them. And, and I'm, I'm thinking in businesses that I've been in in the past, businesses that I've had to deal yeah, with, yeah. people are like, dude, I show up. I'm at work at 9 o'clock in the morning. I stay here until 5 o'clock. What else do you want from me? Do you me? know, the thing is, David, businesses that don't start thinking like that ultimately will get disrupted. It's, ma- it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, uh, if, it's a matter of when. You have to start creating that culture where you you see your your coworkers as 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 customers first and foremost. If you want to be competitive and continue to offer value, 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you almost have to to create that culture. You have to say, okay, what does what does what does the ideal service experience look like to us, and how do we then actually encourage this within the team? So how do we find innovative ways to encourage our people to keep doing the same thing? So if they do it, how do we celebrate? those actions? How do we make those actions public? So as you being in charge of strategy, you're saying, what does an ideal customer service experience look like? If we had to give our customer 110%, what would that look like, smell like, sound like, and be like? What would make our customers come back again? And then how do we then celebrate the guys in the team that actually do that and do that consistently? That way you start shifting behavior and then the guys in the team realize that, you know, we're serious about service, but we've built the business around the customer and gradually over time you start to shift the culture and build that culture. Because unless you do that, you can't fake it to the customer. They can tell. They're savvy. You know, it's an incredibly interesting concept though because, you know, I try with with my team, and I yeah. consider myself fairly well informed. Yes, yes there is the, the the odd occasion where I will very s- odd occasion, Dave, where I will get a bit <laughs> grumpy, and there will be harsh words. Yeah, um, you know, and and some of the words, you know, <laughs> one of the two words is off. Um, but it's far easier, and and I discovered like today even mm. um, that. You know, if people are not that invested in the business, if you are a business owner or, mm. a, or a manager or a GM or whatever the case may yeah, be, yeah. if you don't have those kind of people who are as focused on the business in the business, if sure. you take your eye off the ball yeah. for a second, yeah. and, you know, I never thought I would be in a position, but as we're talking now, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, there's a lot more that I could be doing. Mm. Um, mm. Because, you know... I do. I do try and uh, say thank you and I do try and celebrate the wins and everything. Yeah. But there's just, I don't know, there's a mindset that seems like you're trying to roll this boulder uphill Mm, that mm, people mm. do not want to change. And, you know, there's a lot of times when people go and they go, oh, well, you know, there's a certain level of worker Mm. within the organization. They're just there for the money. They don't care. And I'm like, but how soul-destroying must that be? Sure. if, you, if you're here doing something you like, why don't you go somewhere else and, yeah, and yeah. do something you love yeah. rather than come here? So how do you get this across to, to, to corporates? I think that you, you, have to, you have to say to yourself, first of all, you know, the thing about culture is culture doesn't happen by accident. It happens by intention. You have to design culture. Mm-hmm. You have to say to yourself, what kind of service culture do we want to have in our business? You know, what, what would it look like? You know, um, how do we want our clients to speak about us, talk about us? What kind of culture do we want to have within the organization? You have to identify that first and foremost. And then to say to yourself, what kind of values and behaviors will underpin that culture? So what kind of things must people be doing on a consistent basis? Because we, we, drive, our, we drive the culture through behavior. Behavior comes through our values. So mm-hmm. people have to be very clear what those values are. Well, they have to be very clear what those behaviors are. You have to link that to the KPIs in some way or form so that you, again, you reinforce the same kind of behavior repeatedly. Unfortunately, I said to corporates as well, you know, you've got to create that culture in such a way that when you have someone else come from the outside into your business, that culture is self-existent. They have to fit into that culture. Even as you are interviewing someone for your, into your business, yeah. you have an idea what your culture is like. And already you know whether they're going to fit into your business or not. Mm-hmm. And some people have to go. They have to work themselves out of that organization so you can have the right people in. 
Yes. Because the problem is that as long as you, the wrong people are in there with the wrong kind of attitude, you got you have a problem. It, you have to decide what kind of culture do I want to have in my business? What would it look like, sound like, be like? Or, well, how clients speak about the brand? Yeah. And then start developing that culture. So what kind of values do you want to stand for? What kind of behaviors will underpin those values? And then start holding people accountable to those values. But again, as the leader in that business, it starts with you. You mm-hmm. have to live those values, act those values. And if you start seeing that you're living those values and acting those values out and you're holding yourself accountable to holding, building the business around the customer, they have very little latitude and room to... So is this the kind of thing that you would do? If I, if I phoned you up one day and went, Femi, I know we need to do some stuff here. We need to have an intervention. Yeah. Um, you know, I am as um, a, a, a GM, a business owner, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I feel I'm a little bit too close to this. Yes. I, I need somebody to come in and to spend time unpacking and having a look at this sure. and helping us to form a strategy. Yes, yes. Is that the kind of thing you do? Definitely, yes. So I, I, do, I do give keynotes to conferences. But we do customer service strategy consulting as well. So we speak to your clients. Mm-hmm. We speak to your staff members. We're trying to see, because understand one thing. There's a stat that says that 80% of CEOs believe that they give great customer service experience, but only 8% of the clients believe that they do. Wow. That's a vast difference. Okay, well, now you got got me worried. (laughs) So, (laughs) just something for you to think about and chew on. So, Mm -hmm. would have to speak to your customers and your clients, see how they perceive your service, see why they do business with you, see whether they're going to go elsewhere and do business. We have to understand, how do they perceive you? Where are some of the gaps? And how can we, you know, plug those gaps? Speak to your your staff members as well and say, okay, fine, you know, what kind of strategy needs to be in place? How do we then reinforce this culture within that business to get us where we need to get to? Okay. Wow. You, have, you have that concerned look in your face. I there. do, I do. Because <laughs> while you're talking, I'm really going through like, oh, okay. We so they, do. They, they think they do. But the clients are saying, sorry, man, you, you don't, you're not as great as you think you are. Well, this is the bit that I find concerning. Yeah, you you're know. not as good as you think you are. And, and, and generally, do you find that businesses are a bit sort of hesitant to talk to their customers and their clients? I think sometimes you're afraid of what the customers are going to say. Well, I, as I'm thinking about <laughs> it now, I'm thinking, <laughs> but, geez, if the phone rings now and it's one of my customers, <laughs> do I know what they're going to say? Am I brave enough to say, give me a call right now, and uh, if you are a customer of what's involved, tell me what you really think. <laughs> am I brave enough to do that? And I don't think I am. But you see, Dave, it's not, if, it's either, any feedback is, is, is great feedback. It's what we do with it that matters. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's what you do with the feedback. You see, clients who give you feedback, that custom, the clients give their businesses feedback, that companies pay thousands of rands for consultants to give them. Anyway, uh-huh. so clients are giving that feedback for free. So it's what you do with that feedback. And if you can actually incorporate that feedback and make that client understand, listen, we take that feedback very seriously and we're doing something about it. We're using that feedback to actually, you know, augment our strategy. That customer can become your biggest advocate as a result. Somebody, somebody just messaged us here and said we should investigate the Japanese philosophy of omotenashi. I'm not sure what Omotenashi is. Sounds almost like a washing powder. (laughs) I'm going to check it out because (laughs) I know the Japanese were very good uh, with a concept a good couple of years ago called with the just-in-time manufacturing where they were taking care of stock control, stock levels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, uh, oh, they mentioned here it's about anticipating the needs of your customer. And that is what Apple has done, by the way, very well. It's been able to make customers, you know, anticipate their needs even before they know that they need, that they have those needs. Listen, 
Apple have done this phenomenally well yeah. because I am an Apple. <laughs> I am okay, and and I'll unashamedly admit it. It's it's all about status and everything. And people often look at me and go, "You're one of those people because I've got two phones, two, a, two Apple, I, two." I, <laughs> yeah, and and yet I haven't had the best service from from mm. like an iStore that I've been to. It hasn't been brilliant, eh? Sure. I mean, I I had some quite serious words a little while ago because yeah. my, my iPhone decided on two occasions we're just going to fall over, like pfft, not work anymore. Sure, um, but they've sold it that well mm. Mm. that mm. I'm even prepared to forgive them and know that I've now had my and because I had the I have the seven the iPhone seven yeah. that I've now had that particular one replaced twice. Sure. You know, I just I gloss over that in yes. my in my head. I gloss over that. I would never dream of going to a Samsung or a Nokia or something like that. Never yeah. dream of it because the general experience, mm. the general value they give you, allows you to overlook. You understand those those well. You forgive them. You I forgive. Mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not more. so much overlook. All right. So now you're an author as well because we're running out of time. You're an no. author as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and you've written something called the Service Excellence. Excellence Playbook. Yeah. Now, what is that all about? Because so that sounds like something I need to get my hands on. Well, yeah. Well, I think I think it'll help. So what nudge, it does? Nudge, nudge, wink, nudge, wink, wink. wink. <laughs> I think what it does it captures all the essence, um, the highlights of my of my keynotes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where organizations can. It, it's very. It's just a soundbite and thoughts about what you can do every single day. One thing you can do a day that will change your business. You know, one thing you can do a day with your customers, with your team, that will allow your business to be able to build that culture. Of internal service excellence. Well, then, and then I need it. Yeah. I mean, I so, need it. So, unquestionably, I need it. Um, service excellence playbook. Yes. Where is that available? Though? Only through your website. Only through the website, um, which is what at www.femi. That's f e m i dash speaks s p e a k s dot com. So femi-speaks.com. Yeah, okay. email is just info at... Info at femi-speaks.com. Yeah. Look at that. We said it in time. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that's vitally important. Yeah. I think you've, you've done a fantastic job. Uh, if people want to get hold of you, again, femi-speaks.com is yes. where to get hold yeah, of femi-speaks. you. Femi-speaks.com. Yeah. Um, also... It's not only the Service Excellence Playbook. You've written several other books as well. Is all of that available on the website? All of them, yes. All All right. Well, there we go. If you'd like to get hold of me, it's uh, quite simple. It's david at whatsinvolved.com. And that's spelled W-A-T-T-S-I-N-V-O-L-V-E-D.com. One of those silly things. I thought it was such a brilliant idea. uh, Having a business that was a play on my surname. Yeah. What, What I didn't realize is that if you say what's involved, it's generally spelled W-H-A-T-S. <laughs> so my whole play on my surname, just it, really, that one just came back and bit me in the butt. So that's why I have to be very specific now. Um, but uh, whatsinvolved.com is where to go. You can find a little bit about what we do. And uh, we work a lot uh, in, in, in with speakers, with those kind of things. Yes. We do a lot of social media stuff. We do the video creation. I would love to hear from you. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on the show, if you'd like to be on the show, please drop me a mail. It's david at whatsinvolved.com. Love to hear from you. 
And uh, then we'll certainly have a chat, try and get those people in. Femi, thanks, mate. It's been David, great. thanks a lot. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. It's yeah. been awesome catching up with you again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, on that note, we're up and out of here. Time for us to say cheers. Thank you so much to each and every one of you uh, for listening tonight. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Femi, thanks, mate. Thanks, and, uh, sir. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot. Uh. Wish you all the best uh, as you go forward. Uh, I know there's going to be some amazing stuff that you're doing. David Watts on Mix 93.8.